てるよ日本人になってるそしんじ日本人になってるよ日本人になってるそしんじ日本人になってるよ日本人になってるそしんじ日本人になってるよ日本人になってるそしんじ Welcome, everybody. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of the Reeton Entertainment Podcast. This is episode 422 for October 22nd, 2023. My name is Connor, the Cyberpunk Monk Besh, and joining me is my co host, Aroa, the, the Aroa McAroa. That's a lot of, you said a lot of 20s, and my brain started to malfunction. 2020-24. Copywritten songs ago. I'm not going to sing those lyrics. Uh, I mean, this... We got a copywritten song at the beginning of this, uh, so. No, that's going through MIDI. That's fair use. Oh, uh, you're right. Yep. You totally, what is it, transformative? It, 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 it's, it's transformative work. Yeah, of course. We're fine. I'm like 20% sure. Uh, I, I'm Cyberpunk Monk. That's Aroa. We talk about, like, games and tech news on this podcast. But normally we do a couple of things beforehand. First of that is we talk about where we could find one another. Um, yep. I didn't actually check. Is Aroa.website back up? Uh, it, sh- it should be. Let's find With out. The love of God. Da, 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 da. Oh, oh, it's here. Yeah, cool. look at that. All right, so if you want to find any of our relevant social media links, you could just go to Aroa.website. That's spelled exactly the way that it sounds. Uh, one of those links that I would like to draw your attention to is Clinton's Core Classics, a Rise of the Rune Lords First Edition actual play podcast. You can actually find that, like, anywhere that fine podcasts are found. That is a Pathfinder fantasy game. If that's not your story, your kind of style, then I might recommend you instead check out Clinton's Core, no, Bug City Blues, a Shadowrun <laughs> Six World Edition actual play podcast, which is more of like a cyberpunk, noir, tech, sci-fi kind of show, but it's, uh, it's, it's very much in development still but i would just be so delighted if you check that out and then um that's that's it i don't really do the social media thing anymore that stuff's bad for your brain get off social media I how about you Roa? yeah i don't i mean i'm i'm guilty of still using twitter a bit nobody I, ever actually leaves twitter it's 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 true really like unless you get banned and even then like there's the problem is there's so much shit that just points back to Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. and I can see now that X has become just a colossal pile of dookie mm-hmm. that we got to get something else. We got to get it real fast. Yeah. I, uh, I, I could, I could go on about how I don't really know what the answer to that is because like on the one hand, if we do another big monolithic motherfucker, like, we're just back in the same spot that we're currently in. But at the same time doing, uh, you know, a distributed system a la Mastodon, uh, that ain't gonna work either. Like it's just, it's too complicated and it's not what people are expecting and they, they're not going to get it. We need it to be made by a company that's not monolithic and or evil. And I just don't see anybody who doesn't match one, two, or all of the above categories making an effort. Yeah, I just... I I get it. People want to make social media profitable, but fuck, you're not going to make it good if it's profitable. 
Yeah, so and something of that scale, I feel just isn't gonna work uh, with a with a company that is still small enough to not be evil. I the, the closest thing I could pull out of my butt without thinking about it first is like Discord, maybe make a make it a little more socially pointed disc but even then discord is far from perfect discord has many many problems with its social groups so yeah. perhaps that isn't the right example we want to be putting there this is one that uh will take some thinking and uh probably doesn't need to be solved right at this moment correct with that in mind i suppose we should talk about some of the games that we you didn't have any like projects or anything you wanted to talk about right uh no not really i uh, let's talk about yeah let's talk about some games that we played then have you played any fun games this week? Uh, well, there there was uh there were several updates to Vampire Survivors over the last few months that I haven't, or at least hadn't played, and I I got back into that for for a few minutes, and it's still like a very satisfying game, and it's interesting how like it's gone from being about the challenge of actually playing the game to being that I, I really just kind of want to explore and find the secrets and stuff. Uh, cause the developer really likes to put a lot of, of weird, obscure things in the game. And I appreciate that a lot. Mm -hmm. So, um, cause yeah, the game is just like, it's almost, almost like boringly easy. Once you reach a certain point, I feel, uh, at least, Once unless you, get all you... Your passives unlocked and everything, it it does kind of become. Not yeah, that it already wasn't a game that played itself, but even more so. I a good example being one of the newer maps is a bridge, uh, where you can only, you can move up and down, but only a very small amount. It's essentially like the uh, the library level, but even more so. Vertical it, instead of horizontal. Well, it's it it's almost entirely moving left and right. Like, ah, I understand. Just more but, constrained. Yeah. It's extremely constrained. And, um, I ended up at about the 35 minute mark, just putting a heavy object on my right arrow key and then leaving and coming back in three hours. And I was still running to the right. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So it, it like, but at the same time, I I unlock some new thing called the the Chaos Alter Mana that allows I think the dog to transform. So now I got to find out what that's about. And I got some other achievement uh, that only point one percent of players have. That's I, I assume it's just because it's very new because it's find twenty Orologians, which is just the the freeze everything item uh but yeah so that's a it's still a really good game it uh it, it is amazing that such a cheap game still manages to afford to put out regular updates that are as substantial as these are uh they added co-op recently which is really cool um they they also have said that if they have to, they will switch from Unity to <laughs> something else because they've they already switched from 
a uh, a web based engine that was running within Electron. It's basically a Chrome browser. Uh, they switched from that to Unity, and they were like, "Our toolkit lets us be pretty flexible, so like it wouldn't take us very long at all to jump ship to something else if it comes down to it." So, uh, just just saying, if you see us say that we're switching engines again down the road, it's not going to be as miserable as, of an experience as this was. Uh, I feel like a game like Vampire Survivors, fortunately, not that it's trivial by any means, but it's simplistic enough that you could port it to just about any engine and be fine. Yeah, um, they 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 had said that it was something about just like I guess the the individual like scripting components and stuff that they use to interface with the engine. Uh, they had to find replacements for that that worked with Unity. And I imagine that everything that works, everything that's made to work with Unity is probably also made to work with other major engines. So, uh, oh no, they'll have to rewrite their net code. Well, they that's have, fine. They'll, they'll live. They don't have net code. It's not. An didn't online. you say they just implemented co-op, or is that like a couch it's split screen co-op? That's the right kind of co-op. Never mind. I, I misunderstood. Yeah, they were they were like, we do want to add online multiplayer, but that's just not feasible right now with the workload that we have. We'd really just rather focus on adding new content and and other features because it's hard. Yeah, that that's the main thing is is like being having to synchronize that many things. Uh, that would be an utter nightmare. Like Left 4 Dead Two had to take a lot of shortcuts to make that work and even that was that was only a fraction of how many enemies you have on screen in vampire survivors so Mm -hmm. yeah uh just do steam remote play that's that's what they recommend it works it works incredibly well yeah um any other games worth mentioning and not not particularly i did finally uh pull the trigger on getting a hard drive for my PlayStation 2 because Ooh. I found my fat PS2. So um, I just said screw it and got an SSD because like it, it isn't going to make any difference at all in terms of performance, but it's like it, the, the price difference is almost non-existent. So why not? Right. At this point, it's not like it's it's not like you're hurting for SSDs anywhere. Yeah, and uh, I mean SSD is just going to have a lower fail, lower failure rate overall. Because like, so I'm uh, surprised you didn't mention you're playing San Andreas again if you got your PS2 up and running. <laughs> uh, maybe the good version. It it is the good version. I might. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what all I'm gonna I'm gonna play on it because, like the the reason that I did it, because uh, I've mentioned before that I've had a setup where I can essentially stream games from my network onto the PS2. Uh, I was doing that with my, with my thin PS2 for a while, but there are some compatibility issues with that and it's very finicky for some reason. So I decided. Could I I ask what specifically, what kind of games you're playing on your PS2 these days? Uh, So there are, it's mainly uh 
like rhythm games because those just don't emulate very well. Yeah. That um, makes sense. Amplitude and frequency are a couple of, of like my most favorite games of all time. Um, I was more thinking like what games specifically haven't been remade or ported since then, but I bet that's actually a pretty um, unharvested genre. Yeah. Uh, like they tried to do like a sort of spiritual successor to amplitude uh, a little while ago on PS4 and that did not work out. Um, and so it's, it's cool to be able to go back and play these like early to mid two thousands songs in a, in a rhythm game that Honestly, a, a lot of them, particularly in frequency, because they just weren't that big of a company yet. The, the Harmonics is the ones that made them. Uh, they weren't; they just weren't that big, so they couldn't really pull that many licenses. So a lot of them are like obscure, uh, like semi underground hip hop artists and shit, which is cool. Uh, I think like the biggest name in there is either like like fear factory or uh or like dj cubert and like that's pretty niche um otherwise i honestly just uh i scroll through <laughs> my collection of ps2 games and i'm like oh yeah that game exists hey, i could i could play that again or or find out what the hell that is uh there was like a i, I keep meaning to play it and i haven't yet and it has uh very well-known emulation issues. There's a game called Extermination that's sort of like a Japanese version of The Thing. <laughs> uh, so I I played the demo for that over and over again whenever I was younger, and I would like to play the actual game of that. Because it was always, like, crazy to me. The, the main gimmick of the game is that you can get infected with the because in this game it's a, it's a virus but you can get infected with the 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 thing virus and if you don't get enough of the uh the cure juice then uh you can just die from that instead of losing all your health that's like a really weird thing where we're like yeah sure, you can you can heal but you have a, a basically a second health bar that you have to deal with that's a, I want to see what they do with that. Sounds like it'd be fun. So tune in next week when Aroa plays the famously difficult to emulate Mercenaries games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love those games, actually. At least I did, anyways. I'm not sure how well they've aged. Um, the frame rate is rough. I can tell yeah. you that. I could believe uh, that. And Mercenaries 1 is infinitely better than Mercenaries 2. Uh, it's just that it's stuck on ps2 so it it kind of runs like shit talking about games i could use a remake yeah too bad that the company that made them just died okay someone someone else could buy those rights up dirt cheap i'm num 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 i'll do anything else worth mentioning uh no no so this week i played on call which is uh not a, a good game to play if you're trying to play other games but I did manage to sneak in enough cyberpunk to finish getting all of the DLC endings finished. Oh, cool. You might recall last week I'd mentioned something along the lines of, it was going great till the ending, and then it just kind of like fell off a cliff. 
apparently that's because I chose the wrong ending. Oh, See, there's there's one ending, uh, the one branch of endings that is, which is like a little less than half of the total possibilities, where it's like, okay, yes, I'm going to uh, help the person who paid me to help them. I'm gonna, you know, either get them to what they want or get what I want using them. And it was very much like, oh, okay, that's the end. No, no big fight. No, I mean, there. Okay, I guess a little bit of a fight, but nothing like worthwhile to talk about. Nothing that was like majorly impactful. Uh, I went back to get all the other endings saved and uh, played through my old save, I mean to say. And boy, is this ending a lot better. They, uh, One of the things I wanted to mention is it's really funny when you're playing a game and you could tell that during the course of its development they were very obviously playing another game. There is no possible way they weren't inspired by Metroid, uh, Metroid Dread for some of the endings. Interesting. There's this sequence where you're... It, at first, I hated it because it's like, oh, we turned off all your good cyberware that you spent all game getting it used to. Thanks, game. But it forces you to do, like, horror survival stuff in this old decrepit factory kind of space. As a giant monster that's basically one of the Emmys from Metroid Dread goes around in, like, shafts and tubes and hunts you down. Huh. And I wasn't expecting the DLC to have a horror aspect to it. <laughs> but yeah. boy, with not expecting that, did that work really well? <laughs> I I, I often very much like it whenever a game that has little to no horror elements just suddenly throws that at you. It's not that I wasn't expecting it because things were getting a little spoopy leading up to it. It's that if it was just a little bit more polished, I think it would have had a better impact. There were a couple of times where. I don't think I intentionally sequence broke anything. I think the engine just didn't know how to keep up with what I was doing. And things would either stall out or this giant uncreachable monster, giant giant unkillable monster, I mean to say, uh, would like charge through walls and get me while I was solving puzzles. And that was no fun. No. But the endings are okay. Um, the DLC ending, the the most secret one that you can get, is really depressing, actually. Like, normally you want a happy ending at the end of your story. That that ain't it, fam. <laughs> Other than that, uh, I didn't really play any any games, but I do have something that I, I think I should address. Uh, I, I got a Quest 3. Oh, yeah? That's pretty cool. Uh, I got the Quest 3, and then immediately had to go and handle work stuff, so I haven't really gotten to play around with it too much. I have tried some screen mirroring. I was reading a book while I was doing laundry. And boy, is living in the future cool. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll send a screenshot in Discord. Don't forget, if you're listening, to, to listen on Discord and join the conversation or whatever people say. But it's pretty cool. I mean, you have a quest too, so I'm sure you already kind of know what it's like, but it's pretty damn cool. I mean, it, it, the, the pass-through features alone are really the main things that make me go do i do i want to upgrade i don't know kind of pretty pretty cool i could pick up that window by just pinching it i can move uh, it around it's super cool <sighs> i do wish i could resize i do wish i could pinch it and like scale it just dynamically and maybe i can and i just don't know how but there's been multiple times where i'm like this is in just the right position but not the right size there there is functionality like that I don't know if it's limited to only certain windows or not. Uh, 
at least on the on the Quest Two. I would assume that that functionality still still exists on the Quest Three, but it I do recall it being kind of finicky, and I think I only really tried to use it with a side loaded app, and that was the Discord app, and it uh, it it didn't go well. So I could see Discord having issues with scaling in general. Like if you're not trying to resize the window, but the window it's on, I could see it throwing a fit over that. Yeah, it uh, it it broke pretty badly. And so tune in next week, I guess, when hopefully I have a little more experience with it. Uh, I am not kidding when I say I've basically worked two shifts in this one shift with all of the overtime stuff that I've done this week. So that's it, no fun. You gotta you gotta pay off that uh, that five hundred dollar headset somehow i actually just got a bonus this year for like phenomenal performance so that's exactly where that went (laughs) ka-ching um and trying to think of other games nothing really worth talking about i'm i'm at that point where i'm not sure what i'm gonna play next i'm sort of hovering around halo just because one of my oh this is kind of a, a neat not real story we don't have a lot to talk about so i'm sort of killing time with this too a buddy of mine the person who i did all of those new lasso achievements with in halo he had a map commissioned for halo uh master chief collection and i believe that map is currently the number one map in the uh community workshop so that's fun that's that's neat that that's something that could happen and he's really cool cool guy so check out the programmer 64 with his basic ass username (laughs) he's my friend so i could say that uh, that uh, let's let's talk about some news stories. And I, I swear, well, ladies and gentlemen, it's not going to be that much. What else you got? Oh, I was going to. I I didn't even think about it. Uh, even though this was just last night. Uh, the new Jackbox came out. Did you know about that? Yeah, Jackbox Ten. I think I saw on the the Steam homepage that they were doing a sale for it, and it was like fifty bucks or something like that. I was like, what the fuck? Wait, really? Um. Uh, well, maybe I was looking at a bundle. They have a whole bunch of bundles here. No, the the new Jackbox is thirty five bucks. That's that's okay. about what I was expecting. That's that's marginally more reasonable. That might be a little much, honestly. But, but yeah, Jackbox trilogy three point oh forty eight forty two. That's what I was thinking of. Um, but the uh, the new Jackbox is is pretty good. Not my favorite. It's got like it's like all the others where. You got you got a couple of good games. You got a couple of um. That's there's a I sequel. It. I get it. There's a sequel to TKO, which uh, that is that was a drawing game where Love you TKO. Yeah, uh, that's the one where you make a T-shirt by uh, drawing it and then drawing like taglines that come over it as text. Yeah, um, you're you're essentially trying to create those uh those goofy english t-shirts that you see sometimes in memes where it's some copyrighted character and then underneath of it it's just some nonsense statement usually with a curse word in there yeah get your mall trash yeah um and it's that one is delightful i love that uh not only did they expand the game in in minor ways like i I don't think you could change the font before um the drawing is is slightly better but uh also you can make uh tank tops or pullover hoodies and actually order them which is 
cool. Like you you could order the t-shirt in with the original TKO, but now with two, you got, you got hoodies and tank tops as well. That's cool. I'm glad that they did that. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's one that's, that's kind of like, okay. Uh, is, is fixie text, which, uh, is like, it's everyone trying to write a text message simultaneously. Uh, so like you have these texts and then you, you respond to the text with everyone. Well, not everyone, but your team like writing all at the same time and there's no delete key. And it's hard to explain, but it, it it feels like it makes sense when you play it. I would say that the outcome is kind of along the same lines as like, uh, almost like slightly worse than quiplash. It's like, it's, cause like, I feel like quiplash usually it kind of has a similar syndrome to playing cards against humanity where eventually it just evolves into whoever uses the most, uh, profane card. Like, it's just that it's just who can who can write the edgier statement and yeah i don't i don't think it's great but it was it was okay um now this this hypnotorious game is pretty cool where it kind of has a an almost among us type thing going on where you're trying to figure out the the odd one out but everyone is role playing as either a, a character or an inanimate object or like a concept. Um, and even the person who is the, the odd one out doesn't know that they're the odd one out. Like everyone communally has to figure out who the, the, the outlier is. Whose answer uh, is so outlandish that they're the, yeah, they had, they had well, a game similar like that before. Although it might they, not have been uh Jackbox. That might've been one of those like off brand Jackboxes. Well, so Jackbox had one before that it was, it was like one person, uh, was, was like secretly a spy or something like that, but it, it made you do like really cringy shit and required you to either like be in a video call or like all be in the same room. And it would be like, uh, everybody's gotta do a dance. And then like the person who's the spy, like gets a prompt to like uh hop on one leg or something and then uh, yeah like it, it, it's that's no i'm sorry i'm i'm not, not very fun no i'm it not 10 was. years old <laughs> like uh but this this one removes the cringe aspect and just makes it cool like like last night i uh i was a i was a winter coat and like the uh the categories were like one one was like weather and and one was uh like a like sewing tools or something like that i don't remember but like it was that was fun um there's a trivia game that's purely about time which was pretty cool uh so you have to like guess what year something happened or uh they they've got stuff where it's where it's like um it puts you in a particular decade and you have a prompt and you have to pick which response would make sense in that decade. 
So sometimes it's about like what slang was relevant in that time period or like okay, which that's, celebrity that's was alive. Yeah. That requires a lot of pre-knowledge though. If if you get a draw that you're not ready for, that's that's a lame duck. Well, there's there's ones where uh there there's one where it's where it's like, "Oh no, uh there's this uh famous historical figure from an alternate timeline. Which one's the real one?" And like one was Jane Austen. And it's like, hi, I'm Jane Austen. I wrote 12 books. Hi, I'm Jane Austen. I wrote four books. And I'm over here like, who the fuck is Jane Austen? <laughs> okay. Which, right, yeah, English... uh, A lot of these are going to require specific cultural knowledge. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, what one was, was how many times did, uh, did Goku die in the Dragon Ball franchise? <laughs> and I was the only one who had any idea. <laughs> yeah, so. I... I, I... <sighs> I don't even know how many t- times he dies in total. I could think of two, maybe it was three f- times. It was five. Ugh. <laughs> and I, I just went, uh, well, I know it's not one and I know it's not 11. Uh, so it's gotta be the one in between those two. Um, yeah, that, that's probably, probably my favorite. Um, and then the last one is a music game, which was certainly very ambitious of them. Uh, I feel like it lacks a bit in the execution department because like, so the, the actual music game part of it is fun. Everyone is essentially playing their own little guitar hero game, either on their phone or on their computer. Uh, and like, if you're all in the same room, each person would potentially have a different part. So like, you'd be able to all hear like, it would all work together and be properly synchronized if you're all in the same room. Uh, but I guess to make that less of a requirement after you get through the song, it then combines all of the tracks together and plays the whole thing back which would be okay if the song was 30 seconds long, but this thing's like two minutes sometimes. And you're just sitting there for two minutes waiting to find out whether or not you won or lost. And that's not fun. Yeah. It seems a little excessive. Yeah. uh, Like, I guess it's fun to be like, Oh, listen to how you hit that note. That was funny. The first time we're we're still doing it. Oh no. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's it's like, oh wow, it's still going, huh? All right. Okay. So kind of nailed it right on the head at the beginning there. Jackbox is this unfortunate setting. Like I can't think of any one where it's like, nope, all of the games are bangers. Yeah. I, I wonder how intentional that is. It's I imagine it's like anything else where like, well, we can't all be perfect. You know, right. we we can't put out just like we can't only put out TKO for like five bucks because we're not going to get as many people buying that as we would if we put out five games for $35 and like maybe one or two of them just aren't as great. And then again, I really w- like, we're gone. I guess like different strokes for different folks. Maybe there are people because I a lot of people really like Quiplash and I just don't get it. I don't get why people love it so much. If they're not into Quiplash, they're usually into Fibbage or one or the other. And it's usually if they like one, they hate the other. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm really into Fibbage. So like I like Fibbage. Yeah, I, I guess it's just if you don't if you're not into trivia so much, but you're one of those people that were like still playing cards against humanity long after that stopped being funny, uh then then maybe maybe the, those are the people who are into Quiplash now. I don't know. I when was the last time they made a I'm going to say Jack Attack, but that's not what it's actually called. The, oh, you the don't Jack know Jack? Itself. Yeah, you don't know Jack. When was the last time they made an installment in that game? I th- I don't think they ha- They may have released one after the Jackbox Party Pack, like the original one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was back in 2013. Uh, Ironically, of all the games that they've released, that's the one that I want to play more of the most. Yeah, I do wish that they would do just a a straight up trivia thing but i guess i guess they don't want to because like people have come to expect that if they're going to do a trivia thing that it's going to have a a wacky gimmick like like with trivia murder party that's that's almost essentially uh you don't know jack but it's always going to have like some kind of cute little gimmick to it so I hear I what you're saying. I don't agree with what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do, and I know that that like you know, Jack has its own thing to it because you have like the the screw thing, and and you've got the the advertiser question and and that kind of stuff. Like they could definitely spice it up, and it still have the identity of a you don't know Jack game. I guess they they just figure that they've got a good thing going, and they're gonna they're gonna keep pumping that out. I I went to check uh what it was uh or what what when it was that they they released a you don't know jack uh it appears I was I was wrong they have not released one since they started doing jackbox they did a they did a standalone version of quiplash they did a standalone version of fibbage and of drawful Oh, and Quiplash too, but they have not done a, a you don't know Jack outside of, I think it, it definitely one of the par- Jack boxes just had you don't know Jack in it, right? Yeah, it was the first one, the very first one, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but looking at this, you can actually buy you don't know Jack all the way back to the nineteen ninety five one on Steam which is cool. I remember my, my stepdad had a burned CD with, you don't know, Jack TV on it. Whenever I was a kid, we also had a burned copy of, you don't know, Jack that we played. Um, I don't remember exactly which version, but I'm positive that all the references and media would be very outdated by this point. Oh God. Yes. (laughs) Like, the like I said, that goes back to '95 and and I, onward. So, I guess that'd be the real problem. Is you don't know Jack today? It'd be like, all right, how many people did cops kill last year? Is it sixty thousand, sixty four thousand, seventy four? It's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, like I, it, anything that related to pop culture, I'd be like, I don't fuck it. The last time I had any knowledge of pop culture, Lady Gaga was still relevant. Like, I don't know anything. I, no, nope. <laughs> I, I definitely don't either. Like, I want it because, haha, funny game. I wouldn't be good at it, but I do still want it. 
I guess all, all we're all we're gonna get now is is maybe another maybe Fibbage three will come out at some point. That'll really be it. It's gotta stop at some point. Like they they gotta reach the end of this world sometime. Uh, the reviews on on Jackbox ten are mixed currently, so maybe Ooh. they have already reached that point. There it is. They got ten installments. That's a good number of games. Yeah. Not including all the old ones and the the standalones. That's they, they did fine. Yeah. That's time to maybe go back to go back to your roots and do more of a traditional trivia game. Yeah. People are hungry for it. Speaking of going back to our roots, do you want to talk about some news stories while we're here? Yeah, we're at the thirty six minute mark. I think we've got we've got enough content to fill in at least fifteen. We have sufficiently bullshitted. Yeah. So this first story, I think, is one that we all saw coming, even though we would be idiots to do something if we were ever in that sort of position to justify it. But uh, this comes from TechSpot, and I promise you we're not going to be reading it word for word. But Netflix confirms that it is increasing subscription prices again after adding 8.8 million customers. Listeners might remember that Netflix recently went and decided to crack down on people doing password sharing, which... I don't know about you, but that is literally the only way I've ever watched Netflix. Yep. No, I have I've never had any inkling to uh, pay for Netflix myself. Now, I have... The, the last time I logged into Netflix is when I had my old computer, which I think I built this one I'm on right now in 2021, maybe 2020. So it's been a couple of years since I've even needed to log in. They haven't gotten a, a red cent out of me for this. But... Uh, very clearly, based off of their metrics, they are doing well. After implementing this change, they saw another 8.8 million customers uh, join in onto their payroll. And what would you do with 8.8 million new customers? Uh, Why, increase your prices? Yeah! That'll piss them off. Earlier this month, the Wall Street Journal wrote that Netflix was planning to raise its prices once again. The streamer implemented this last hike in January of 2022, although it did stop offering the basic $9.99 ad-free plan to new and returning customers in July, meaning that the cheapest commercial-free tier for newbies goes up to $15.49 per month. Oh, yeah, is... they have commercials on Netflix now. <laughs> See, I wouldn't even know. <laughs> at, at some point, I gotta ask, why are you paying for that, homie? Yeah? Starting today, so, uh, surprise... Netflix is raising the price of both its basic and premium plans in the United States, the United Kingdom, and France. Those members will still on the basic plan will start paying $11.99, which will be a $2 increase, while the premium tier jumps up to from $19.99 to $22.99. Oh my god! Ooh, that's too much. And then there's pounds that are written in euros and pounds and stuff. We don't care about that. We only care about freedom units in this podcast. Uh, the price of Netflix's $6.99 ad-supported plan and the $15.49 standard tier remain unchanged. Even with ads, $6.99 is too much for Netflix. What do you what do you get out of premium that you don't get from basic? I my my gut says it's probably premium shows, but why would Netflix ever do that? I I don't know. And they say like, oh, we're adding. So much new cool content, and like 
it's it's all the same shit that they've been doing this entire time. Like nothing is really changing. Ah, I see. The premium plan. Oh yeah, the the premium plan allows you to watch on four screens simultaneously, as opposed to two on the standard plan, and uh, devices for offline streaming six as opposed to two. And you also get 4K streaming as opposed to 1080p streaming. I feel like at that point, if you're paying me for this, I'm I'm just going to get the media that I want. What the yeah. fuck, Netflix? Yeah, like I and and like I don't I don't know. I can't think of anything on Netflix that is like worth paying monthly for like i guess i guess sometimes there'll be something that comes out and it's like yeah i could see somebody justifying paying for a month of netflix watching it and then canceling but like they're not really doing anything that makes me go yeah i want to have an ongoing subscription with them because there's enough new shit coming out that i care about where it makes sense for me to just always have it kind of like, kind of like uh game pass where I, I cancel and renew that thing multiple times a year. Cause I just, sometimes there's shit on there. I feel like playing oftentimes there's not. So like, why would I keep it going? Right. And it seems like Netflix, Netflix seems to want to make people think that, they've got a ton of shit that everyone cares about, but I don't know. It's hard, I guess for me to compare though, because I'm, I'm one of the losers that's paying for YouTube premium. So like I'm out here talking about how, how <laughs> paying for Netflix. Why would you do that? Whenever like I'm, I'm the asshole paying for YouTube whenever all the normies are, complaining about how YouTube is blocking ad blockers. And I'm I'm like, ads? I don't have ads on YouTube. That's what I pay them for. So maybe I my perspective is invalid. Because uh, I still use ad blockers on YouTube. Nothing's been interrupted yet. I don't know if that's something they've implemented yet or not. It's I, I guess it's like rolling out slowly or something. I don't really know. I, I See how much whiplash they get from it? Yeah, because I've seen screenshots of the page that it apparently puts up where if it detects that you have an ad blocker, it'll be like, hey, looks like you got an ad blocker. You know, ads are what keeps YouTube running and, and what allows this content to be free. So, you know, you're, you're really hurting us. And and we're going to we're not going to let you watch anything if you keep using the ad blocker. So turn it the fuck off. So. I, I am personally of the opinion that like, if I'm going to be paying for something, I better have no ads. So like, there's no fucking way that I would apparently be paying, uh, it was it $7 a month is what is that the, that remains unchanged. Okay. There's yeah. no way I would be paying $7 a month for a service that feeds me ads on top of the content that I'm already paying for. Um, uh, that would be stupid. That's why hey, uh, Halo. That's why Hulu made no sense to me for the longest time, because you for for 
years, I want to say, you couldn't get Hulu without ads. And they, they added that later on down the line. And to me, it was just like, why would you, why would you pay? Even if it was cheaper than everything else, like, I don't give a shit. So Hulu makes sense because I remember when Hulu was free with ads. Yeah, you can stream this, but we'll put ads in it. Yeah, that's, that is fair. I will, I will look away and cover my ears while that plays. That is the agreement that we are agreeing on, but it ain't like that no more. Now people got to pay for the privilege of seeing ads. And that's fundamentally opposed to that. That is that is nonsense, especially especially with knowing what now granted, I don't know how this translates to stuff like broadcast television. Obviously that stuff works completely differently from what internet advertising does. But knowing that the average monetization for an individual viewer is close to like twenty or thirty cents a year, the the fact that that I'm giving them a, like what a thousand, maybe 10,000% of that a month. Like it, it, there's no reason for them to want to double dip on, on ads ruining my experience whenever they're already getting infinitely more money than they would from just selling my impression to the, to the ad buyer. But Aroa, think of the money that you can get. Not only are the customers <laughs> giving you money, but the the content producers are giving you money. It's a win-win for everyone yeah. but me. Yeah. Or no, for everyone who isn't. No, I had it right the first time. No, I didn't. <laughs> it's only winning for me. <laughs> which is just the way I like it. It's a lose-win. And I'm the winner. Hooray. <laughs> like, I... I don't know. It's greed. Yeah. That's all it is. It's that's, bullshit. That's, that's what it is. That's what Netflix is driven by. And that kind of sucks because I feel like they used to be the sort of bastion of hope for the for a lot of the entertainment industry. At least I in... would go as far as to say that Netflix was the steam of the media streaming empire for the longest time. And then they fucked it up. Yeah. I, I think that's a very apt way of putting it. Uh because they they made actually unique and interesting original content that had enough of a budget to it to be able to to have quality production values without necessarily having to worry about whether or not there would be an audience for it because they were making money off of it either way because of their their regular subscribers and I guess somewhere down the line, they were like, yeah, but what if we could make more money by just working like a TV network? And so that's kind of what they've done. And of course, they've kind of gotten fucked by the nature of competition because a lot of their really good shit uh, that, that wasn't original has been taken back by other companies finding out that it's not that hard to make a streaming service. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, now, now we're back to, as people have been saying for years now, we're back to how the cable TV has always worked where you just have to pay for each fucking channel that you want. I'm going to quickly point out that I keep on seeing these 
correlate the correlation is not the right word. I keep on seeing these these mirages of where we had a problem fixed and then it went and done unfixed itself. Things like hotels slash Airbnbs. Things like taxi slash Uber. Things like this bullshit. Like there was a time where it was so golden, everything was making sense. And then a hundred out of a hundred times some greedy assholes like, yeah. But do it again better next year because it makes me more money. And it becomes unsustainable. In the case of Netflix, things become overpriced and underproduced and you get the same recycled shit every year. In the case of like in uh, the, the, like the, the Airbnb, it's like actually destroying housing markets. People are finally saying enough is enough and putting their foot down at all of it. Like, these are problems we keep on solving and then needing to resolve because we fuck it up. And it sucks. And a lot of times it's because the company decides to IPO. And once you IPO, then you have to make more money every year or you're failing. Stagnation is failing. IPOs are cancer. Like, like I'm in the medical field. That is what we call unchecked growth. Yeah. Like being a publicly traded company invariably makes the company worse for everyone. Except for the investors. Yeah, but fuck the investors. Yeah. Uh, and according to the TechSpot article, the latest increase means Netflix premium peers increased 91.7% since 2015, back when it was only 1199 Uh If you're an investor and you're seeing a almost 100% increase in your profit, I'm sure you're happy. No one else is happy in this situation. Nope. Especially because, like... <laughs> like... I'm just pirating shit again. Like, I used to at least be willing to watch shit on streaming services, but now I'm just like, no, you you also stop paying for Netflix. Like, I'm telling you to stop it. I will just pirate shit for you, and you can watch it that way. Because, like, I I just see no reason to want to support this kind of honestly predatory behavior yeah like that's a good word for it this is this is blatant predatory behavior considering they they went okay we're gonna crack down on password sharing and that's going to make people pay for subscriptions because they want that they want that sweet netflix original content and it works because people are stupid and then they were like, all right, we've got them, we've got them locked in. Now we just raise the prices and they'll just keep fucking paying for it because they don't care. They need Netflix. I, like, like you said, like there is a solution, which is you just need to let Netflix die. I don't have a solution to tell Netflix that keeps them in business other than, yeah, you done did fucked up by going publicly traded, didn't you? Yeah. Too late now. Did you have any closing remarks on this topic before we move on? I I don't really have anything other to say other than Netflix bad. And you, you said it right on the nail, uh, like doing this right after getting a big boost in your user base. Ugh. Yeah, that's just it's gross. Netflix is a gross company. Um, as and much as I die, the company as, needs to die. Yeah, as much as I I like the idea of some of the shit that they're putting out where they're essentially trying to appeal to millennial weebs. Um, a lot of that stuff is still very hit and miss. And, uh, 
they're also kind of taking advantage of Korean uh, content producers, uh, particularly in the case of of Squid Game, because uh, like. I don't know if you if you've noticed, but a lot of the shit that they've been making comes out or that Netflix has been producing has been coming out of Korea. And that was specifically because uh, a lot of Korean shit just wasn't getting localized. And Netflix went, oh, so we can do that really cheaply is what you're saying. And so yeah. that's what they that's what they started doing. So like I feel like they were uh, probably specifically because of things like everything everywhere all at once and. What was it, parasites or something? I never saw it. Yeah, but we're we're going through a little bit of a like a a K renaissance with our media right now. Yeah, I I think I think that was probably why they started looking into that into Korean media because like K pop is so fucking huge somehow. Uh, so it 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 probably stemmed from that. But the the reason I don't want to be like I was doing this before it was popular. Uh, there was a show on Netflix called Missing. Uh, M-I-S-A-E-N-G as it's romanized which came out of Korea that I used to watch back when Netflix was a thing and that was the first introduction to me that made me realize oh Netflix grabs shit for cheap all around the world and just adds subtitles on top of it yeah pretty much they had, had a couple of shows a couple of like a lot of shows in um, Korean a lot in like Chinese a couple in Japanese a couple in German like I went out of my way looking for that stuff once upon a time ago and I feel like we've now seen them go a little out of control with that and they just so happen to get a couple of lucky hits with it yeah and now they're kind of like using the fact that they're the sole distributor for a lot of that to leverage against the the creators of that of that stuff because I, I like i i'm mainly saying this because i saw an advertisement for squid game season two and it just very much rubbed me the wrong way. It just has a feeling of Netflix says we have to make a sequel series. And so now we are. And it grosses me out. And it's like, I, 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 I don't want to be pandered to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, I don't like it whenever a big company is like, ah, yes, this has a big audience. We'll, uh, we'll throw money at that. And I, I would rather it be made by people who actually give a shit. But the only closing comments I really had was that they are going to burn through all of the Korean media if they continue to hyper-focus in the way that they are. Yeah. It seems like you, you are on the same thought panel. Yeah. Uh, it's inevitable. It's not going to not happen that way, and they need to stop. Yeah. Like, they're they're going to run out of anime that I watched in middle school to turn into live action series and like what are they going to do then they're running out of yu yu uh cowboy bebops to remake and disappoint everyone with yu yu haka show is on the way too uh boy (laughs) should we talk about some other disappointments uh yeah yeah we have one other disappointment i believe uh it's one but kind of two yeah it's just one uh there's a, a game that i was really excited for and it sounds like it is not going to be so good, at least at release. Uh, this is from an article posted by DSOGaming.com, an article that I'm really not familiar with. It looks kind of cringe, actually. Uh, but they have shared that a colossal order statement was made, saying that... Oh, I never, ta- I never talked about the game. Uh, the game is Cities Skyline 2, which is 
probably one of the best city building game series out there, the City Skyline series, at least. Yeah. I was actually just recently replaying that this year. They are making a second game, and it's been hyped up for a while. I know a lot of content creators who got early copies that were already making content for this game. And Colossal, or- uh, Colossal Order, the producers of the game, have come out and said, Hey, City Skyline 2 is a next-gen title, and naturally it demands certain hardware requirements. With that said, our team has worked tirelessly to deliver the best experience possible. We have not achieved the benchmark we targeted. In light of this, we still think for the long term of the project, releasing now is the best way forward. We are proud of the unique gameplay and features in City Skyline 2, and genuinely believe that it offers a great experience that you will enjoy. Uh, blah blah blah, basically Colossal Order has admitted that City Skyline 2 may not, may, it, it may be broken at launch. And despite that, the team will go ahead and release the game. Now, I do have some thoughts about this. There's a, a second article that I posted about here, which is a follow-up. Which is that City Skyline 2 is reportedly running with 7 to 12 FPS on an Intel i9-13900KS with AMD Radeon RX 7900 XTS at a 4K slash high settings. That's uh, some top-of-the-line hardware right there. You could You could cook your breakfast on that computer. Yeah, I mean, okay, it, it does seem kind of unfair to uh, to say that, like, oh, this game runs like shit at 4K on high, but apparently it, it also says in the next paragraph that uh, it's only running at 25 frames per second at 1080p. Yeah. It seems like they've gone and drastically taken some steps to try to increase the performance a little bit, and there are very diminished results to these steps. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, with, that's bad. With, with, with full screen resolution at 50%, basically everything being cut down, uh, they got about 25 FPS. Ooh, that's not what you want to hear. Oh, not? No. Uh, somebody should probably tell these guys slash paradox because i i'm sure that what it is is paradox is pushing them paradox is like no we can't delay this anymore we give us money we've got to get it out here before or so that it can be on our our fiscal whatever whenever we do the the next big earnings call all right and, ship it for q3 before holiday season yep and like i i, I that's a bad idea because what's going to happen is people are going to some people are going to buy it. I'm sure a lot of people are going to buy it, but then they're going to leave really negative reviews. They're going to go, this runs like shit, or I can't even play the game. And then everyone's going to go, oh no, that sucks that City Skylines 2 is bad. And that's just going to be the sentiment. Everyone's only going to think of City Skylines 2 bad, and they're never going to go back and, and look at it again. At least maybe not for like a year or two maybe not paradox is okay fixed. with that yeah maybe but they're, they're, i have a good cautionary tale for you as you bring this up uh, remember a game called arc survival evolved uh yeah here's the deal um i'm looking right at the camera when i say this that game is fixed it's working it's playable you could have fun with it was in that case it launched though no and i know a lot of people who have not bothered to try it out again I yeah. think kind of like Cyberpunk, there was even a point where they were like, we're sorry, it's not working. Here's a free copy. And even then, people are like, it's not worth my time to re-download and try it. It's also a massive game, but that's, that's not a part of the story. 
if you have a game that is released poorly, that first impression doesn't go away. Nope. You there can are... fix your game. You could add patches. You could do hype. Hey, look at that. Cyberpunk just did that, and it worked for them. But they spent a lot of money making that work. Money yeah. they probably could have just saved and done right the first time. Like, I, I, maybe, maybe there's, because, like, we, we don't get, we obviously don't get, like, full financial reports for a lot of, a lot of game companies. So we don't, we don't know for sure, like, how particular things work out for them. But maybe there is some kind of weird sense of, of, I guess, cost effectiveness with this sort of behavior where they have, they figured out, even if you launch a game in an awful state, and it has really bad first impressions, the amount of money that you make off of those initial sales of like hopeful people completely offsets the uh, the negative reception. And, and then if you fix it later on down the line, then if anything, maybe it, it will often result in a, in a sort of organic second hype cycle. Like you end up with this, this, uh, this almost free marketing push because everyone goes, oh yeah, you remember this game that was awful when it came out? Well, it works now. And so then you get all the, the holdouts then instead of them like waiting for a sale or whatever. I, I'm going to say that's a big gamble. Yeah. Uh, you you it, know, when Cyberpunk did that exact same thing, they had to hire like Idris Elba and uh, that ain't cheap, homie. Yeah, that's that's the thing is like, I, I really think the only game that has managed to kind of get away with that for free has been No Man's Sky. And mm, Postal 2. Postal 2? They had an update like 10 years after it was made and it got a whole bunch of hype for it like for free well, just because people are like, they did what? Well, there, there is that. But I'm saying like a game that came out that was an absolute disappointing mess. And then later on... Like they fixed it and then everyone went, oh, wow, it's fixed now. Oh, it's, it's great. I love it. And like organically that game just kind of revived itself. Obviously they... paid a three. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, they, they sort of tried to get that going with, uh, whatever that, that Bioware game was that I, the Anthem. They tried to do that with Anthem. Uh, that didn't work. That, that was with I can't them. believe they fucked up being Iron Man. That has got to be the easiest <laughs> sales pitch. They don't even need cocaine in EA at that day. I, it's EA. EA is going to EA. Uh, <laughs> they, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of others, but. Maybe but, Killing Floor 2, because I remember that wasn't so hot at launch either, but yeah, that has and, an insane cultural fan base connected to it. Yeah, it, it, but like I do remember they, they pushed pretty hard on the marketing for that, and it just did not work. Of course, their CEO uh, being a MAGA hat probably didn't help much with that. No. Uh, but, but yeah, like the main thing being Cyberpunk, like without the massive push that they did from the inside that would not have turned into the complete turnaround that it became like, even with people saying, yeah, I mean, it works now. 
there were still plenty of videos coming out of like, yep, even now you still got cars that are phasing through other cars and shit. Yeah. Like I've seen, I've seen a couple people in the invisible boat mobile in that game. You know, it's, it's kind of like when you're expecting to play a, 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 a Bethesda game, like sometimes yeah. the bugs are just going to be cooked in. It's, it's, it's expected. And in some cases forgiven. Yeah. But when it, when it's uh, minor shit, it's fine. Uh, I, if it's I, major I, shit, like your performance <laughs> hikes, that's that, that that's that's not gonna that, that's just don't do it, homie. This is such a bad idea. Yeah, when it's this bad, the the game is struggling to hit the minimum acceptable frame rate of thirty FPS on very high end hardware. Like the seventy nine hundred XTX is, I want to say, like a seven hundred dollar GPU, something like that, maybe six hundred. But like that—that that is, if I if I remember right, the top of the line AMD card. But granted, I like so. th- you could have a forty ninety, but that's that's like a nine hundred dollar graphics card, and it'll set your house on fire. So and, and like you shouldn't need that to play a game that is essentially just Sim City. Like, right. I, I, I'm sorry. Turn and off the ray tracing if it's impacting performance that much. It's not worth it. There is no ray tracing. Yeah, I, I know. It's it's <laughs> optimization, I assume. like I, I, I'm i excited to see the benchmarks of people's different hardware so we can nail down just what's killing it. That is that is interesting to me because I, I, I think you, you had mentioned that there are content creators who are putting shit out for City Skylines 2. And I, I've seen a couple of those. Uh... And like the game doesn't seem to be having this much trouble in those videos. So I wonder, I wonder what is different between these, I guess, uh, pre-release copies and the retail release that is so bad. Couple of theories. It could be something to do with, uh, either texturing and, or I guess it's not and texturing or like anti-copyright denuvo or not that it, i think it has denuvo but like i i think there's something going on that's keeping this game from being able to achieve its fullness i do see a lot of those content creators i think they're doing post work with their videos so i wonder how much is them editing the suck out which yeah. is unfortunate i i, I don't have I want... that much faith in content creators but that's an explanation i i wonder yeah maybe it's something like Essentially, the the pre-release versions have a stripped-down feature set, so like it's not maybe maybe it's from like running too much simulation all at once. Here's the of. beta build that gives you one kilometer square, but when yeah. you try to do a nine by nine starting grid, ugh, the game just can't handle it. Right? Yeah, I wonder if it's it's kind of that sort of thing where they've designed a game that just. It, they've designed a game for hardware that doesn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. I could see that being the case. Well, I, I guess uh, stay tuned for more updates on this. There, there was a part two that I want to talk about to the story, which is what is the appropriate price for something that doesn't work? Now, I went off and checked on Steam. City Skyline 2, if you're going to get the Deluxe Edition, which, in my opinion, is the right way to play a game like City Skyline, $80. <laughs> $80 is not something I'm willing to pay to look at a slideshow. No. And I don't think a lot of people are going to be tolerating. I, I, 
this game's going to go on sale real fast. I just know it. The, the fact that the base game, which like I'm somebody who tends to buy a base game. I, I don't disagree with the notion that like, especially with a game, pretty much anything that paradox puts out where they're all just DLC farms. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't necessarily disagree with the idea of buying the deluxe edition to, to just get started with DLC that, you know, you're going to need later on down the line anyway. But like the fact that you can't get this for less than 50 bucks and they are releasing it in a state that they know is broken. That's just, that's just blatantly disgusting. Like that's asking a lot of your community. And I know people who love this game. I know because I'm one of them. I don't love it that much. No, I, I think you're going to, I think they're going to, they're going to find a lot of people are more than willing to just stick with city skylines one and all the DLC that they already have for that game. Fucking like, city skyline one. I'm playing Sim city on my phone. I'm emulating it on super Nintendo and that <laughs> works just fine. That's getting higher than seven frames per second. <laughs> I know that's an unfair comparison, but people will do something that is playable over something that looks pretty. You yeah. should know that paradox. It, it's, I, I want to say that, uh, a, a, another paradox game, uh, Crusaders, Crusader Kings three had that exact thing where Crusader Kings three came out and it was lacking in several areas that Crusader Kings two was not. And a lot of people just stuck with CK two because why wouldn't they like, they already mm -hmm. have a perfectly good game that has most of the same features and a lot more content because it has all that DLC. And I, I, all I can do is think of all like extra examples here. We see it with SimCity 3 to SimCity 4. Yeah. Um, but I had another one that's like, uh, we see it with Dawn of War 2 to Dawn of War 3, which is a very popular Warhammer series that's like beloved cult classic and then trash dumpster fire. That's a, that's a story for another time. But the, the, the reason I bring these up is we see it time and time again. We're going to see it happen again. And they're not going to learn. No. If, if they were going to be... If they were going to do the right thing about it, they would, as this article says, they, they would release it for like 30. And you would you'd just essentially get an early adopter discount. Eat but, that cost until it's working. Yeah. The, the fact that they are releasing it at full price is only further evidence to me that this is some executive going, we want money right now. We, we're not delaying it. We want the money. And that money is just going to fund them making the game what it should already be. And that's stupid. It's a shame, too, because... Damn it, I really wanted this game to be good. Yeah. That's that's it. That's all that I really had to It's been an incredibly slow news week. Uh, the world is incredibly um, tense and overheated and overpopulated. And <sighs> hopefully next week things will be a little happier. Yeah, we uh, can. Hey, Nathan will be back. Nathan will be back. Uh, he, he's doing okay in, in Japan land. Uh, I, I guess he's going to raw dog the flight back, which is uh, no book, no tech, no, no, that's, I don't know how he does that. Ooh. Uh, bye. I, I don't have anything else to say. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say? 
No, no, I'm tired. I'm pretty tired too. I'm gonna go uh, probably get some dinner and then play with my headset for an hour or two. I gotta go to work early tomorrow because of all this stuff that I had to do today. I'm not happy about it. I got a lot to do. That's dumb. Uh, tune in next week when we're all back. Goodbye. Bye.